Welcome back to the Calvin and Hobbes cast. This is Nathan. I'm coming to you from an undisclosed mountainous outdoor location where we're going to be exploring Calvin and Hobbes. There's no one else here. There are two dogs, I guess. But in this area, I drove in late at night and there were no people. Today, there are still no people. And I realized that when you have a choice of where to go and camp, sometimes freedom is a prison because you end up spending too long trying to find the right place. It's dark. Roads look bumpier. Sometimes in the headlights, sometimes they look less bumpy than they really are. Walking those paths isn't always the greatest reflection of how that road really is. And it's hard to tell what's going to be pretty when the sun comes up. Anyway, I did a great job. It's beautiful today. It's the morning. You'll be enjoying the sound of birds and probably not enjoying the sound of wind, but it's what we've got today in our outdoor studio space. This strip came out on December 29th, 1985. It's a Sunday strip. I usually like to have a guest on Sunday strips, but I'm the only one here, so there's no guest. The throwaway panel up here is a great long bar, horizontal bar, with six illustrations of Calvin overlapping slightly. Continuous sound effects. He's holding onto his throat, his mouth is open, his tongue is out. Calvin's choking, it appears, or being poisoned. So he's grabbing onto his throat, he's on the ground. <laughs> Gurgle, glack, glack, hackle, hackle, all kinds of different sounds there. And then he dies on the ground. Laid back, hands up, mouth ajar, tongue dangling from the side of his mouth. And then we have Calvin's mom cooking the punchline. Very grim, Calvin. You're still having oatmeal. She's looking over her shoulder in a way that you, you can't. Her head is practically on backwards, just to note. Okay, now we begin the strip proper. We've got Calvin's mom with plates and an empty glass walking away from the table showing that she's probably cleaning up after her and her husband finish their own breakfast. And maybe Calvin's been here this whole time refusing to eat. Maybe not. Calvin, at the table, spoon in a bowl, and Mom says, quit playing with your oatmeal and eat it, Calvin. The oatmeal, next panel, comes alive, jumps out of the bowl, knocks over the glass of milk or orange juice. Gaff, I'm free, black blork. Calvin looks stunned. Calvin jumps onto the table, leaps into action, and stabs a fork into the table as the blob hops away with stem sound effects. Calvin yells, yeah, death to oatmeal. There's a ka-chunk sound as the fork drives into the table. Next, Calvin, running in the void through the hallway or some other room. You'll never escape, vile glop. Die, die chasing the escaped oatmeal with a knife, like a butter knife. Fork and spoon being thrown off of the oatmeal. Next panel, Calvin's mom. Calvin quit. Oh no. She's covering her eyes, gritting her teeth. The picture on the wall is askew. There are splashes. The cup is knocked over. The fork is still in the table. The bowl is knocked over. Spills everywhere going off the table. The next panel is Calvin's mom running in, pointing accusatorily at 
the father. He's so surprised his book has flown up in the air. It's your fault we didn't have a sweet little girl. Your stupid chromosome, not mine. She leaves the panel with a cloud of emotion. Dark cloud. Calvin's dad looks surprised and defeated. Book on the floor. Picks up the book, goes back to reading, and says, I just live here in the last panel. There's a lot going on in this strip. I'd like to draw attention to the way shouting is portrayed with a spiky speech bubble, outlined text, so bold with the outline, nothing in the middle, on the death to oatmeal, as well as the kachunk sound effect going into the table, very 60s Batman, pow, biff, sploof, and that is to say very comic booky. A couple weird art things, like I mentioned, Calvin's mom's head being on pretty much backwards. When she's angry and covering her eyes, both her hands look a little distracting. Quite strange. There's no separation of the fingers on her face. Her other hand is extended into a claw. Not as elegant as... Bill Watterson usually draws cartoon fingers, more like how I would draw them, where all the fingers are separated and it doesn't look like how fingers look. However, with the art style, there is a lot of action in this one, a lot of good movement, a lot of energy. Now let's move on to the relationships. I think it's a little bit dysfunctional. Taking this out on the father, I also find his dismissive I just live here. I can't tell if he's saying it like, I just live here, like, leave me alone. Or if he's saying, I just live here, as a mantra that he's saying to himself to pretend that this chaotic place is not his family, not his identity, but more like his roommates, his living situation. We also have the genetic accusation that it was the father's, quote, stupid chromosome that caused Calvin to be who he is instead of a sweet little girl. They're, of course, referring to the Y chromosome associated with maleness, the XY instead of the XX. However, this idea has been challenged quite substantially. Am I the best person to explain this? No, but I'm the only one that's here. So instead, I will read a small segment from an article In the Scientific American, the biology section, article called Sex Redefined, the idea of two sexes is overly simplistic. This was published by Claire Ainsworth in Nature magazine on October 22nd in 2018. Quote, sex can be much more complicated than it at first seems. According to the simple scenario, the presence or absence of a Y chromosome is what counts. With it, you are male, and without it, you are female. But doctors have long known that some people straddle the boundary. Their sex chromosomes say one thing, but their gonads, ovaries, or testes or sexual anatomy, say another. Parents of children with these kinds of conditions, known as intersex conditions, or differences or disorders of sex development, DSDs, often face difficult decisions about whether to bring up their child as a boy or a girl. Some researchers now say that as many as one person in 100 has some form of DSD. That's the biology. There's also a gender component. So not only would the absence, the father's, stupid Y chromosome, not mean that Calvin would necessarily be a girl biological sex-wise, but then gender is another whole thing. It's even less guaranteed 
that Calvin would be sweet or little instead of how he is now, which is still little, but not as sweet, I suppose. Again, I'm not the best person to learn about the diversity of sex and gender, and it's something that has changed since the ship was published. But I wanted to bring at least a small perspective to that so that it was not moved on from, glossed over. Is this my favorite strip of Calvin and Hobbes? Yes. I mean, no. But it is a strip of Calvin and Hobbes. I like to see it when father and mother are more of a team. I think I've mentioned that before. But life isn't always like that. Anyway, hoping to do at least one or two more of these out here in the wilderness. We'll see how bored I get and see how bad the wind sounds. Because if it sounds really bad, I, I just don't want to do that to you. Thank you for sticking through this one. Thank you for continuing to listen to Calvin and Hobbes cast. And I will see you in the next panel strip episode. Yukonho. The excerpts used in this podcast are from The Complete Calvin and Hobbes, published by Andrews McNeil, LLC, copyright 2005 by Vol Otterson, all rights reserved. No infringement is intended. The books are being used for the purposes of commentary and review. Please don't sue us. <laughs>